Takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall still fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. Four to two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Wallace and Millard out at T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Last time the Golden Knights and Arizona Coyotes faced each other, it was the second week of the season, and it involved that historic four-game set. Yes. In which, for the first time in NHL regular season play, teams faced each other four consecutive games. Little did we know that Arizona would go on to face the St. Louis Blues seven straight times because of a COVID restructuring, and the four-game thing would become just a footnote in the whole thing. But I also mentioned that it was so long ago that the two clubs faced each other that Vegas was on a heater out of the game, almost scoring at will, won three of four against the Coyotes and five their first six. It was a great start, and Arizona, on the other hand, had trouble scoring goals and had difficulty finding their footing. A lot has changed since then. The Golden Knights have been in this perennial battle for first place with the likes of St. Louis, Minnesota, and Colorado. And coming up in the backstretch, sort of out of mind, out of sight, the Coyotes have worked their way into a playoff position. Not playoff contention, but a playoff position. With four and a half weeks to go in the National Hockey League season, the Arizona Coyotes are in fourth place, and the top four make the playoffs. The Coyotes, in this crazy year in which they've fired their manager, they've changed uh, owners, they've gone through a cheating scandal when it came to prospects, uh, lost draft picks, had their captain on the trade block going into the season, are into their third-string goaltender, Mm -hmm are right now in a playoff position. I didn't see this coming. The the especially that last part. Like if you were to tell me that the Coyotes went on a are, are on a bit of a heater, I'd say okay, that makes sense. Darcy Kemper is absolutely mm-hmm. capable of being that type of goaltender. Antti Ranta absolutely capable of being that type of goaltender, and it's the fact that Arizona's doing it without those two guys that I think is surprising me the most. I I surprising? Shocked disbelief (laughs) wasn't looking at the standings right now that i printed off the national hockey league media website that i double checked three times i wouldn't believe that it was arizona in fourth place ahead of st louis san jose los angeles and anaheim i wouldn't i wouldn't expect that and it would be arizona and colorado that would meet in the playoffs that's the one four right now and minnesota and vegas if the playoffs started today they won't we haven't sold tickets or anything. No. I mean, it would be very premature to start what? the playoffs tonight. But that, I'm that, not ready. That would be – that's that's different. And it's not just like Aiden Hill has stepped in and continued this run. Like, they've won six of their last eight. Aiden Hill's been in net for the last eight. He's the third stringer. Both Kemper 
and Ranta, they're not even available yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great stretch, obviously, for the Arizona Coyotes, and it, it's a, you know, coming into this game after allowing the LA Kings to get back in a game that Arizona yeah, was that controlling, hurts. that's the type of loss that I, I'm I'm curious to see how Arizona comes out today because that's one they should have had. That's an extra two points they should be up right now on the St. Louis Blues, and I'm curious to see what the mindset for Arizona coming into this game after that game is because this is a team that I think is believing in their ability to get to the playoffs. I think you asked me uh, earlier in the week, who should be more desperate, the St. Louis Blues or the Golden Knights? Yeah. And my explanation was the Golden Knights uh, want to pay the taxes on the mansion. Yes. They're in a really good spot. Yeah. They're in a, they're in a bind, but they're, they they got to come up with the money for the taxes on the mansion. But even if they can't live in the mansion, they're going to have a really good house, like the number two seed. Yes. And the St. Louis Blues are just fighting for survival, mm-hmm. like their next breath. Yeah. And that's life and death. And we saw a much better after some words were exchanged after, uh, well, not even exchanged. Words were preached to the St. Louis Blues by the manager, by the coach, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the, some of the players expressed their views. It was a fiery off day between the St. Louis Blues uh, management and, and the players and what happened between Monday and Wednesday. And you saw a desperate team come out and make that a must-win game and capitalize on that must-win game. Very similar to what's going on with the Arizona Coyotes. They are fighting. They're three points up mm-hmm. on a playoff spot. Yep. These points are pivotal. Uh, Vegas, things haven't gone great as of late, but still in that two-hole. Uh, the gap's two points, but still within four points of, of first place. Can the Vegas Golden Knights find the temperature and turn it up in that first period to match the other team's desperation tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at this game, it's the first five to ten minutes really where I'm focused in on the Golden Knights and and how they start this game. When you look at the two in St. Louis, the first ten minutes weren't good in both games, Robin Leonard, some big key saves early on, and then the Golden Knights get a couple of goals. They're able to settle into the game in the second period. It wasn't really that case on Wednesday. And for me, I, I just think when it's when it's Vegas, you have to be able to jump on teams early. That's been such a hallmark of this team and their ability to continue to win games. But it's been starts, a while, right, since we've, since we've seen not just the St. Louis games. Like yeah. It's been a while since they've... They've had that true identity for a stretch. Yeah, I agree. And and it's been a stretch over the, you know, we talked about what that stretch was going to be like for the Golden Knights after those two games against L.A. When you look at, you've got Colorado, you've got Minnesota, you've got St. Louis, all those playoff teams or teams right there in the playoff hunt and what that stretch was going to mean for the Golden Knights. It was either going to be separation at the top mm-hmm. or you come back into the pack a little bit and that's where the Golden Knights are right now. And, and you mentioned It's still a two-point lead on Minnesota. That's 100% accurate. But I do think that at some point here shortly, these two points, regardless of who's on the opposite end of the rink, they have to mean more to the Golden Knights than they do to Arizona tonight. Yeah. They have to. Because you, you you don't want to allow Minnesota to continue to gain ground on you. You just don't. Well, if if you do, you also allow them to gain confidence against you. 
Right now, you've won three of four yeah. against the Arizona Coyotes. If the Coyotes happen to make the playoffs, there's a chance that you can meet them in the first round or, heaven forbid, an upset. Sure. You can meet them in the second round. You're, there's there's also, we're, we're at the stage of a little bit of message sending as as well in this portion of the season. So I think there's a lot going on around the Golden Knights from a not concern standpoint, but a point of view where you look let's turn the page let's let's go from the season getting comfortable to the season is a grind to let's start building towards the next step and the next step is getting through monday mm-hmm. and the nhl trade deadline and finishing this season strong and in terms of of kind of just turning that page we've seen the golden knights and it's not an excuse but they've battled some injuries they've battled some changes to their lineup they've battled three of their last five games with uh, going into the game shorthanded mm-hmm. so I, I mean if you can get a little bit healthier if you can just kind of get some players back and available to you and you can roll with that for a little bit of a stretch maybe that's what the golden knights need to just get back to that identity it's a it's a strange predicament for the Golden Knights right now. Yeah. Because you look at it and you go, okay, flat spot in the wins-loss column mm-hmm. over this last stretch, three wins in the last eight. Uh, you look at the power play, hasn't scored in the last five. You hear Mark Stone after the game against St. Louis owning the fact that the top scores aren't scoring. Yeah. And he put it on his shoulders, Pacioretty's shoulders, uh, William Parles. Alex Tuck, he, he said that the players that make the most money, the star players, mm-hmm. have to start scoring. There's that. There's uh, the blue line that's uh, that's been interchanged because of different injuries. And uh, White Cloud uh, was, has been out. Martinez has, uh, has missed action now. Where are they? So there's a lot of moving parts to this team right now. And it's not all going to happen with a snap of fingers tonight. Sure. If... if Alec Martinez, or which I don't think he's going to, going to play, but or Zach Whitecloud, who did skate this morning, uh, and is is a possible, uh, if unless you know otherwise. Yeah, I th- I think Pete ruled Zach out tonight. Okay, said that he's available. He might be available for Sunday, Sunday. as he's progressing and right. getting back into it. I was trying to figure out when I heard that and <laughs> where I heard that from because you have conversations on the side Gary Lawless would laugh at me right now because uh, you have these conversations on the side and then you don't know what's official what's not official and and so okay so that so you've got the defense uh, the blue line in flux sure with with them so that's not going to fix itself tonight or be fixed tonight the power play maybe it will be fixed tonight mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with a good effort you're not going to go you're not going to win six games in a row tonight and be on a roll but you can you can build on that a little bit. Like there's there's a, a few minor steps that you have to take before everything's in its proper spot. Yeah, and I think that that we have to take more of a of a macro view of this, right? Like we can't necessarily get too bogged down on game in and game out. We've got to kind of pull back a little bit and start to look at the Golden Knights on a three game basis, right? Like if you can build upon what you do tonight on Sunday and then Monday, then maybe you can start to see that trend moving in the right direction. If we're analyzing it game in and game out, just based on what we've seen from the Golden Knights, it's it's one step forward, one step back. Yep. And, and I think that's kind of the way right. that we should be looking at it now. You're absolutely right. And, and like, uh, on, a, on a Monday to Wednesday standpoint, yeah. uh, it, uh, it was one big step 
And then, okay, what happened? Yeah. We're back to one goal scored. Even though the, the shot totals and, and the power play opportunities were there, they were drawing penalties, there was, there was uh, opportunities uh, that presented itself. They got shots through the last two games. That was certainly a plus. Even yeah. the game that they lost, they weren't able to con- con- convert on it. So you're, you're, you're right. Uh, this is going to be a, uh, a bigger picture from here through the end of the season. Uh, on Sunday is game 40 of the campaign. Wow. So We're take, that, there, eh? take that into account. Then you've got 16 games left. Mm-hmm. And let's see, let's see where, where they go. Uh, from from Monday on, but there's again not overly concerned, but a little more urgency than I would say there there has been at any point during the season. So we had kind of that that big conversation yesterday in terms of the trade deadline and, and assessing where the Golden Knights are and and what pieces we we would like to see if we if we could do something what pieces we would like to see. And I know that I asked you, okay, you've talked about a center and you've talked about defensive depth. And I mm. said, which one would be the more pressing issue? And you said, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. How much do you think these two games are going to give you that answer? Or will they at all? Uh, I don't know whether it for, – for Kelly McCrimmon, I don't think it makes a difference. Yeah. I think he, he knows where his, his lineup is, is weaker or whether it needs any type of improvements. And it, he may want a center – but the price is too high, so he adds a defenseman. Right. Just, that's all. The market also dictates where you can add and what you can add. Uh, but for me, I, I'm very much a live in the moment. I have trouble looking at big picture things. No, I, really? I, yeah, yeah. I, uh, for me, I might judge everything tonight, and I might change my mind again on Sunday afternoon <laughs> uh, dur- during the, the course of this weekend. Uh, I'm still leaning towards... The blue line. Sure. By a slight measure. But it's it's hard to judge when you, if, if you don't have two of your guys yeah. going. It's But that also helps you uh, educate you on do you need depth. If, if the guys don't play great right. without two, well, that, that might reinforce the need that, uh, in, in my mind, that they go out and acquire a little bit of depth on the blue line. No, I think that's an excellent point because in in the absence of Zach Whitecloud or the absence of Alec Martinez, if you don't have what you think you need in terms of your lineup, understanding how injuries work, understanding Mm. that you're not likely going to go through an entire playoff run fully healthy, if you don't feel confident in that depth that you have in those guys to chip in in the playoffs, then maybe that's more illuminating than having everybody in the lineup. Or if the forwards go out and the third line finds some some groove yeah. and they start scoring, well, then it makes it, it pretty obvious. I mean, at, at some point, you got to put your chips in the proper position and where, where you want to bet on. Maybe that's roulette. you you got to bet on... Uh, on that, uh, on the the red or the the, the black, because uh, you wanted the defenseman or the or the or the forwards. You gotta you gotta make a decision, and that decision comes on Monday, Monday at noon Pacific time. It's gonna be a fun day. It's gonna be great. I I, I can't wait. Uh, it's trade deadline day is a fascinating one, and I think it's it's got extra importance this year. Toronto Maple Leafs made a deal today with the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, acquiring a, a player that's injured right now. Why would you acquire a player that's going to be out for three to five weeks? 
Well, a bit of that is because of, and we'll get into it uh, a little bit later, the actual deal, but it's it puts them over the salary cap. They can use some long-term injury. They It actually gives them a little bit more more space to, to work on things. So uh, it's, it's uh, there's a lot of different strategies. Same as when Vegas picked up uh, Robin Leonard last year. They used an intermediary, Toronto, uh, who, who had a little bit more room last year, obviously, <laughs> uh, to be able to, to work in, in, in that role. Uh, there's a lot of creative uh, scenarios being played out across 31 teams. And it's not just the buyers that are doing this. It's uh, the sellers uh, and, and teams with cap space who are calling around saying, hey, I know that you uh, with the uh, Washington Capitals really want uh, a number three defenseman. Uh, you, do, you can't afford it. If you, if you need cap space... We've got the space available, mm-hmm. and we'll. T- but we want a second-round pick if you use us. So keep that in mind. If you're, if you really want that that defenseman, that uh, position that you covet, you're going to need us. We just we're setting the mark. So there's there's some of that going on right now. What, what's your sense when it comes to the Arizona Coyotes and the trade deadline? Because, I have no idea. Because we we. Two weeks ago, right? Like I'm sitting here saying the Arizona Coyotes should sell. They need draft picks. They they need to restock that cupboard. Their draft, their draft pick allotment mm-hmm. isn't as bad as we may have made it out to be. They are missing their first round pick yes. this year and their third round and their seventh round pick this year. But they do have two seconds, yes. two fourths, a fifth, and a sixth. So. Yeah, you're right. It's not as bad. It's not as dire as we initially thought. The St. Louis Blues missed an entire draft one year <laughs> in the '80s. They thought they were moving to Saskatoon. The St. Louis Blues didn't even show up at the draft. Yeah, yeah. They missed an entire season. Fantastic now, story. They, they they didn't win in the next five years, and it was a bit of a struggle. But uh, I just I I think with two seconds and a fourth and a sixth that, that, that it's it's. Okay, I don't think you need to be selling your uh, UFAs mm-hmm. in able to get that those draft picks back that you lost during the, uh, the the punishment, the sanctions that were handed down because you were testing players at last year's draft. They like they're a weird team. I think yeah, they, they are. A, I think they have a great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that their goaltending is incredible, but they're being led by their third stringer. Their leading scorer right now is a defenseman. But not the defenseman that everybody thought would be the leading scorer of their team. In Oliver Ekman Larson, it's Jacob yeah. Chikrin. Yeah. Their their forwards are of the smaller but uh, but fast side of things. You just it's not the way you would build a team, yet somehow this malign organization could be in a position to make the playoffs two straight years, which Hasn't happened in a long, long time in Arizona. Well, it's interesting because we talked about Arizona going into the season, how you need more out of a guy like Clayton Keller. You need him to take a step. And and when he's got 29 points, he's one off of the team lead in terms of point production. You're getting it from Connor Garland night in and night out. He's just a guy that doesn't take a shift off. And and then you you mentioned Jacob Chikrin, who's just having a phenomenal year for the Arizona Coyotes. Like, I, I'm at the point right now with Arizona in the playoff spot on the run that they've been on without their top two goaltenders. I'm buying them a little bit more than I was, say, 10, 12 days ago. 
And that scares me a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it should scare you because yeah. of the unpredictability of, of the organization and uh, and the, the history of being up and down and, yeah. and inconsistent uh, from ownership right on through to uh, the players that they, they put on the ice. But uh, they're, they're a team that, that kind of fights with that, that, like the Bad News Bears philosophy of it's, it's us against the world. Sure. And there, there is something to that. And their coach in Rick Tockett certainly uh, was a f- scrappy guy when he played. He's going to finish for no, – he's top ten in penalty minutes for his career in National Hockey League history. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Nobody's, nobody's going to knock him out <laughs> because nobody piles <laughs> up penalty minutes like that. Like he, he will be forever a top ten guy penalty minutes, and, 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 but also a really good player. Um, and he brings a lot of that to, to the team. Connor Garland is is not the same type of scrapper, but he's scrappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he fills up that that identity uh, a little bit. I don't, the, the the problem for for Arizona is is making the playoffs worth it, mm-hmm. as opposed to trading off any assets that can make you better down the road. I you're not getting the gate from the playoffs this year. Right. But when you're a team in an organization that struggled for relevancy, I I side in the case of the Arizona Coyotes that it's important to buy or add or at least at the very least stand pat and try and make the playoffs as opposed to uh, a St. Louis or a Columbus that is on the fringe and may just go, it's not our year, we're going to sell off. Yeah, and, and I've come around, I think, on that for the Arizona Coyotes specifically. I, I think that there's a real avenue for them to get into the playoffs. And listen, if they're able to do this with Aiden Hill and Darcy Kemper or Anthony Ranta get healthy, mm-hmm. and, you know, when it comes to Colorado, if it's Colorado in that one, in that one seed and they don't address goaltending, at least in terms of a safety net or, or a backup plan for Philip Grubauer, in a seven-game series, who knows? Like, you give yourself a chance, right? And I think for for the fan base in Arizona, if you give them a chance and you kind of believe in what they're building right now in, in going through this adversity without their two goaltenders, who knows? I mean, mm. crazier things have happened. Well, you saw right? what happened in the bubble, though, Colorado yeah. and Arizona. I, I did. I did. It, but... Like, that that series, they Colorado could have won with Jeff in goal. Uh, well... Yeah, probably. Probably. What about they you? Just, they just would, scored. Would they have won with you in goal? It would have been close. Might have gone seven. Closer? Oh, yeah, closer. Okay. Yeah. I make everything close. I, I like drama. You know that. <laughs> That's fair. I enjoy drama. Uh, <laughs> I just, they don't match. Nobody matches up great against Colorado. Yeah, I agree. But I agree. So, I just think, I've heard people say, is it worth it to just make the playoffs? Some teams, it's not this year. Mm-hmm. Arizona. I think it is, just from a, a credibility angle. I've come around on them. I still, I still want it to be San Jose, though. They got work to do. They do. But Arizona controls this thing right now. Four and a half weeks to go. Yeah. Uh, can St. Louis find their groove? They looked great the other night. Yeah. They looked awesome. But St. Louis is, is a team that, like, remember the first two games of this, the year they played Colorado? They beat Colorado on the road, mm-hmm. and they got pounded the next night. Yeah. Uh, on, on Monday, they get filled in. Yep. 
and then come back with a big win. A win in which they gave up 51 shots. Yes, yes. So they, there's, it was a great performance. They scored two goals in the first seven and a half minutes. I'm still not sold, even though it was a bounce-back mm-hmm. result for the St. Louis Blues. I'm, and the great goaltending performance. And he can carry a team. He did it uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm still not sold. on uh, St. Louis is going to have to do a little bit more for me to buy in. I, I think St. Louis is kind of the same in terms of, of pulling back and not assessing them on a game-by-game basis. Like, mm. you've got to pull back and say, what do they do in the next five? Who do you like more, St. Louis or Arizona? Arizona, right now. Arizona. Right. And, and, it's and I like St. Louis's roster way more. It's not even close. Where are you at? Do you, do you, do you, like, if, 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 you, gonna, if you had to pick right now. St. Arizona, Louis. It's St. Louis? Yeah. I think it's Arizona, and 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 I, I don't even I don't even think that it's because I, I I don't like Arizona's roster better than St. Louis. I just there's something about the Blues this year that I just don't buy into, and I haven't bought into it essentially all year. So mm-hmm. it, like St. Louis being where they are right now on the outside looking in isn't really that surprising but, to me. But St. Louis is the team that I could see selling <laughs> asset after asset by Monday yeah. because. They've won two years ago, and their yeah. manager, even before they won, sold off pieces when they were just on the fringe. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be realized, surprised. Like, Arizona is a team that I don't see selling because just making the playoffs is big for that organization. Just making the playoffs for St. Louis is not acceptable, and they will. I think they will retool. But if you're at, like, right now, mm-hmm. which roster do I like? Which would I take? I'd take St. Louis. I don't think you're wrong there. I just I don't think they're going to make it. And and I wouldn't be surprised if they sell and then they get more consistent. Then they get better. I wouldn't be surprised in that in that situation. However, I'm buying I'm buying right now heavily on Arizona and I'm still holding out hope for St. Uh, San Jose. I don't think St. Louis is going to make the playoffs. Arizona? St. Louis has a tough schedule. Yeah. Uh, Arizona two against Vegas. And then they have a couple against the Avalanche. It's a big stretch. For I get them. that. Uh, I get that from one of our loyal listeners, Gary Lawless. Oh, nice. Uh, he was laughing at me because I couldn't remember which which conversation was on the record and which conversation was off the record, and <laughs> where where I was. I'm having one of those days <laughs> where where I'm, I'm right on the edge, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a lot of balls in the air. I'm doing a pretty good job of juggling, but uh-huh. I but I hit a bit of a speed wobble, and and people are going, oh, wh- wh- where's he going? Uh, I'm just on that that edge of is he going to recover, or is it going to be a disaster and he's going to fall and all the balls are going to drop? I'm I'm right there. You're hiding it well. I, I can't remember which conversations. I'm supposed to be talking about. Oh, that's fun. Like, I, I now it's just my duty to dig and dig and dig as much as I can. I was called to the principal's office today. One no. Of my kids. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. unfortunate. It was good. It was all good, actually. Oh, it was I, good. I was scared going into it, but it ended up being great. I love my, my kids' schools are, are amazing. But there was, there was that angst around me all day, too, trying to get into work, do my mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Uh, and then the principal's meeting, and then get here in time for this show. I've got to step out for an interview right in the middle of the show, and then i got to get back and then yeah. try and do the show with Mike. And then I've got Lawless in the pregame show. I've got Lawless in the second intermission. You know how that can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. There's uh, at least those segments I don't have to talk. It's a fair point. Yeah, just get yelled at. 
I don't know why anyone would ever want to do that to you. <laughs> I, I really Lala, don't. Lawless and I are actually in a good spot right now. That's good. We found our uh, we found our rhythm. So anyway, I'm 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 trying to get through. the, the next five hours are going to be huge for me, mm-hmm. and then I can exhale. Here's remember the yesterday the Masters thing. Yep. Didn't didn't tape. Didn't record. No. Yeah. So I went through all day yesterday. Wow. Avoiding anything Masters related. Yep. And all Did, for what, what happened? You just forget to set the DVR. Or what? I think the kids screwed me out of it. <laughs> I think the DVR was the DVR was almost full when I checked it. The DVR yeah. had like ten percent left. Sure. I think the thing popped up and said you don't have enough space to record this, and one of the kids went, "Fine." That's fantastic. Yeah. So, I'm, I've got. I need. I need to get through the next few hours, just like the Golden Knights, with a strong performance, mm-hmm. and then. Take a day just to exhale. Just in through your nose, out through your mouth. I, I don't I don't understand that whole in nose out mouth thing. It's just, I still, just I breathing. Still, I still just do, I know breathe in through your but nose. But I've never thought of it. Again, I've never thought of am I breathing properly? I should be breathing well, no, no, in no, through no. the it's mouth like, and out through the nose. Like subconsciously. What is, it? what is it? What is it? In through the nose, out through the mouth. That's when you're consciously focused on your breathing. Yeah, there you go. Like that is like that has a calming effect. But what, what about when you're just, like what, what, when you're just you're doing the show? Are you, yeah, yeah. you breathing through the mouth or the nose? I, ideally, you should be breathing through your nose. Like subconsciously, you should always be breathing through your nose. Yeah. In, I'm out, all I'm going to ask Lawless that and and see because that will just mess him right up. Just if you, like, if you just have like, him start thinking about his breathing? Yeah. And, and just like, like when, you're, when you're playing golf and, and you mention somebody having to putt through the shadow, yeah, their, their shadow. no idea what that reference they, like, is. The brain is just... Gonzo, you with could that. you could say that to me. It wouldn't affect me one one bit. So I'm I'm going to mention that to uh, Lawless. Mm-hmm. You when you're when you do Lawless in order, do you breathe in through the mouth or the nose? Oh, he he'll be speaking Spanish by the time we're done. One of a clue what's going on. There you are. We got a good one tonight. Arizona against the Vegas Golden Knights. A chance. Oh, Colorado's also in action tonight against Anaheim. So we're keeping an eye on the uh, out-of-town scoreboard in that one. We've also got some trade action trickling in, some maneuvering. Yesterday it was the Florida Panthers maneuvering. Today it's the Toronto Maple Leafs maneuvering. We'll tell you all about it as we continue on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. T-Mobile Arena, the Fortress, getting set for the Arizona Coyotes, Vegas Golden Knights. Start of two games on the strip this weekend. The final couple of games for Arizona in this building this year as they will have played six of eight head-to-head. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace and Robin Lender. If the rotation continues, we have no reason to think that it won't. Uh, he was first off the ice this morning. Will be in goal in those reverse retro sweaters. His numbers now, mm-hmm. the wins and losses, hasn't played as many games. But all the other numbers, almost identical to Marc-Andre Fleury's. Yeah, I, Robin Leonard's been lights out since returning from his concussion. He's 4-0-1 in his last five starts, a 9.48 save percentage, a 1-4-0 goals against average. Like, you look at Leonard in five games, he's allowed just seven goals. Like, he has been very, very good, incredibly solid for the Golden Knights. And, 
you know, I, I, I look at that and, and a couple of things really stand out to me. One, he just can't, he just can't lose right now. And, and for whatever reason, the, the run support, the goals are, are with Leonard when he gets his starts. He's been great. He's picked up the, uh, the ball when Marc-Andre Fleury and his results aren't uh, at the same pace as they were earlier in the year. How long until we go through this stretch of Robin Leonard playing great do people start trying to drum up a goalie controversy? Well, are we going to do this dance every morning? My feet are sore. Come on. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we are not going to do it every morning, Pete. But I, I do think that at some point in time, if the results continue to be as mixed as they have been for the Golden Knights and, and you start to see a clearer divide between the numbers and the results for Robin Leonard versus that of Marc-Andre Fleury, and the Golden Knights are getting to that point in the season where it's the final stretch. You need every point that you can. I think that we're closer and closer. We're inching closer to maybe a tweak or a change on the goaltending rotation. So you think you might see Robin Leonard in consecutive games just like uh, Marc-Andre Fleury played uh, back-to-back against Colorado in that series? I think it's certainly possible. I don't know that it's going to be something that we see right now against Arizona. But I think that if, if we're still kind of looking at, at the numbers and we're looking at the trends in the same way after a couple of games against Arizona and, and, and L.A. Then, and, and Anaheim, then, yeah, I think that we're heading toward that, that, uh, that eventual uh, tweak to the rotation. Got to get uh, a few more sweeps back. It was commonplace at the start of the year. They were racking them up. Well, I mean, Has, it hasn't happened in a while. Well, Pete told us earlier on in the season that it's really difficult to do that. And you know what? Lately, it has been. Yeah. They've been pretty good in the first game. But L.A., I, St. Louis, like back, back-to-back series where they haven't converted on the, in the sweep opportunity. I'm curious to see this two-game set against Arizona. I'm curious to see where the Golden Knights come out in terms of intensity, and then if they do end up winning the first leg, how do they roll that into the game on Sunday? How do you continue to build upon what you do or what you do right tonight and then move forward and progress forward? I mean, these six games, Arizona, L.A., Anaheim, they're oh, key. green light. Huge, huge games and a huge opportunity for the Golden Knights to do what they did so well early on in the year win hockey games and bank points and that's why i think the rotation continues yeah because this is uh this is the lull in the schedule where you're facing teams that we thought would be outside the playoff picture in arizona but they played their way in uh and then against la and anaheim right yes so th- there's there's that i got san jose in the brain too uh there's they're the, after anaheim there's so okay the next these four series yeah these four series yeah it's uh, green it's, light. Put the pedal down and go. You you hope that you can you can rack up a lot of wins, which allows you to get both goaltenders going in the same direction, uh, whereas maybe they aren't right now. What do you? What would have to happen over the course of the next six games for mm. you to? Uh, just That's speculation, and uh, I don't. I don't, the like, idea. I don't like uh, speculating. It's just it doesn't do me any good, and it doesn't sure. do you any good, and the audience uh, certainly doesn't appreciate the uh, the speculation. Uh, it, it, I think it continues, no matter what. Like if if somebody's not going in in a good way, you want them to be able to play their way out of it. Sure. 
it, maybe one game. Maybe you want to switch up the rotation. Uh, Lawless is big on this. Of, of Right now it's set up where Fleury's playing the second game of all these series. Mm-hmm. Is that a disadvantage? Shouldn't be because you're not playing back-to-back. Well, right. you uh, on Monday you are, but that's in going into the first game of a set. Uh, I don't think it's as a big a thing, as, and it's not the first time Gary and I have disagreed on this. I think that you're splitting hairs on that. But maybe you do, you play Leonard and back-to-back just to uh, throw off the sequence a little bit of, of who plays the first game of a, of a set. And set up that first game yeah. for Marc-Andre yeah. Fleury. Yeah. That, that, that might be the only reason that, that you would do it. But, again, it's, you're, you're playing every second day right now outside of uh, the Sunday turnaround to Monday with the LA Kings, it's it's not huge uh, for a, for a disadvantage. I, d- I don't see that coming into play, but I uh, I tend to look at things from one direction and one direction only. And I'm not very flexible on that. It's okay. To me, to me, it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't influence the result as much well, as uh, as others have made it out to be. And that's the thing, like when it when it comes to this team so far this season, it comes to goaltending, it has not been the issue. It has not been the reason that the Golden Knights have won or lost games. Mm. It's really come down to this team over the last bit and an inability to score. And, and you know, the the idea for me, just in terms of looking at it from that perspective is it's a variable you can change, right? And when things aren't going well and you're not getting the results that you're looking for, if you can change a variable and, and it, it doesn't necessarily send a huge ripple through, through your, your lineup, your roster, then maybe that's worth entertaining. That's kind of where I'm approaching it from. But then again, that's, that's more of an intangible thing than anything else. I want them to go out and win six of the next eight at a, at a minimum. That's that's what I'm looking for. I don't sure. care who's playing goal. I don't care who's scoring the goals. This team's good enough that they should be able to steady the group, turn the corner, and against Arizona, L.A., Anaheim, and San Jose, you should be able to win at the very least six of the next eight games. That's, that's what I want to see. All the hyperbole and the speculation, shove that aside. It's time to... Put up your, uh, put on your big cowboy boots. Jump on trigger, and ride. Who's who's trigger? Trigger, Lone Ranger. Yeah. Oh no, that's Silver. Roy Rogers was trigger. Yes. Yeah. Chapman knows. Yeah. Well, Chap- Chapman's been wrong. Like, he didn't know what Concacaf meant yesterday, and it was his story. He he didn't know uh, that, that he speculated that uh, Andreas Athanasiu sat out the bubble last year yeah that he, wasn't true well but yeah i never that had was, the opportunity. that was egregious too so so yeah. ha- having having uh chapman come to my defense and as a uh, as confirmation makes me question it even more no i watched did you, the did lone you look ranger. at what conca means no i didn't look it up but the lone ranger he used to say hi ho silver yeah. so and his horse roy rogers his horse's name was trigger trigger thank you yeah i didn't get the reference saddle up yippee kaye Let's go. I got, I got that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I understood. I understood that one quite well. So okay, it, then six of eight. That's what you're looking for. It's it's got to start with Mark Stone, right? Like when you when you hear Mark Stone and and his yeah, comments huge. talking about the guys that are paid to, to score goals, needing to score goals. Like if if there's anyone that I'm looking at tonight in terms of the Golden Knights and having an impact, it's got to be Mark Stone. 
he put it all on his shoulders. Yeah. And I think what you expect tonight is the emotion of Mark Stone to lead them through the first 10 minutes. I don't know whether it's going to be the Carlson line that starts, but if there was ever one game that you'd go with Chandler Stevenson, Max Pacioretty, and Mark Stone off the hop, I think it would be tonight. Just, okay, Mark, you had the great comment. I love the comment. Now you're the captain. You've done it all year when it's been tough situations. Go. I, 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 I think I, I'd be impressed. I, I mean, it'd be fun to watch Stone's line get the start in this one. And I normally I could care less who starts a hockey game. <laughs> I think one the starting lineups in a hockey game is one of the most overplayed Situ- uh, parts of our game, our sure, sport. Sure. But tonight, I think there's some intrigue to it. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd give Mark Stone that opportunity as well. Like, you, you, you know what type of leader he is. You know what he can bring to the table. And you give him that license early on in a game to, ch- to just kind of stamp his impact there. I, I, I like the idea of Mark Stone getting that first opportunity, that first crack for the Golden Knights. And, and just to, okay, set the table. Yeah. Have a great first shift. Get a couple of opportunities. Oh, you may even score. But, or you may see a hit, some nastiness, a little bit of greasiness. Sure. Out of them. Is greasiness a word? It's, I mean, it's a word that we use yeah. often. Greasy. Yeah. Uh, I think you might see that. Maybe they don't have uh, three shots on goal, but there's fight, there's, there's pushback. There's some some, not not a scrap per se, sure, sure. but just a, t- a tussle, yeah, that kind of thing. I think I I would be in favor of seeing that tonight. Yeah, I think emotion is certainly something that that the Golden Knights are going to need to feed on early, and I don't think there's anyone in the lineup that brings it in terms of emotion more than Mark Stone. So you lean on him early to get you through that first five to ten minute stretch, and then you get into your game. You start to take this over, control it. That's what I want to see out of Vegas. See if Nick Waugh can carry it over too. I'm going to go talk to him. All right. I gotta go, I gotta go for like five minutes. Hey, that's but I'll fine. Be back. That's fine. Okay. We'll, we'll hold it down. Chapman's not going to be able to help me, but that's what I was I was hoping you were going to go over there. Come on. We've been doing this too long. Oh my goodness. I can't. I guys, I won't be able to help out for the next little bit. Okay. Find a way to carry on without me. Hey, have fun talking to Nick Waugh. I will. Okay. That is Darren Millard. He'll be with us a little bit later on in the show. Now, Chapman, I, I, I guess I'm going to pull you into this for just a second in terms of the start in tonight's game and, and just kind of along that mindset of Mark Stone and what you need to see from him. Where are you at with Mark Stone after his comments about needing to produce, needing to be that guy? What do you think we see out of Stone tonight? Well, first of all, I, I, I like the fact that he he's kind of putting it on himself, and I, yeah. I think he kind of put it on some other guys as well. Um, you know, you guys alluded to it earlier. Max Pacioretty also went a long goal streak. Alex Tuck, long goal streak. There were some other guys as well who, who were in there. But, you know, I, 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 one of the things is I'm tired of hearing, we know this team is going to be desperate, and there's no pushback on that team. Right, like it, it happened the other night in St. Louis. They knew the Blues were going were to be desperate. I want to see some desperation out of the Golden Knights, especially on the power play. Sure, I want to see desperation, like they're the team that's playing to get into the playoffs. You know what? I want this team to play like 
Like, winning the division matters. I know Colorado's really tough. I know they're playing well. But I want to see I want to see some desperation out of the Golden Knights. I really want to see some desperation out of guys who haven't scored. I want to see some desperation from Stone. I want to see some desperation for Tuck. Because I, I, I don't know if we've ever had a point where this team has had to play with desperation. Well, I mean, they, they've, they've not necessarily had to because they've been at, so good. Among, among the best in the league and certainly among the best in this division the entire season long. And I think that's really the key in tonight's game when it comes to the Golden Knights and it comes to the Arizona Coyotes. Both of these teams should be desperate for very different reasons. And it's it's kind of that, that mindset of, well, Arizona wants to continue to be in a playoff spot. They've got the the St. Louis Blues and, and to a lesser extent the San Jose Sharks nipping at their heels but if if the Arizona Coyotes falter they're out of the playoffs for the Golden Knights it's just about seeding right now like I don't look at this team as a team that's in danger at all of missing the playoffs so it's 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 harder to match those different desperation levels when if you mess up as Arizona you're done you're out you 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 are at the trade deadline you're probably not going to sell off and then if you don't make the playoffs it becomes even more compounded it's an even bigger miss for Arizona for the Golden Knights it's just hard to match that level. Now, they're going to have to find a way. They're, they're certainly capable in terms of talent of getting there, but that's going to be on Vegas tonight. It's going to be on Vegas' leaders to get them through that within the first five to ten minutes of this game. And I think that if you're looking at you know, players that are, are going to have an impact, it's got to start and end with Mark Stone. Like It, it has to be that guy. He's the captain for a reason. He's the emotional leader for a reason. If he doesn't have one of the biggest games of the season, I, I, I'd be shocked. Like, that's just what we've come to know of Mark Stone as a leader for this team. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we've got the good news of the day right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the good news of the day on the VGK Insider Show. The good news of the day is brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit. And an interesting one uh, from general manager of the New Jersey Devils, Tom Fitzgerald, who, you know, in, in response to making the trade, Kyle Palmieri, Travis Zajac to the New York Islanders, in exchange for a first overall pick or a first round pick, uh, it, it was interesting to hear Tom Fitzgerald talk about where that pick might land and what he's hoping for that pick. When asked about it, he said, I hope it's the 32nd pick. I hope these gentlemen can win a cup. And it's not often that you hear a general manager talk about, well, you know what? we could have better odds in terms of this first round pick but i really don't need it i don't care because i want to see two warriors that gave everything to this organization go out and have an opportunity to legitimately win a stanley cup i thought the human element there was just fantastic tom fitzgerald a class act for putting the work Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac did as New Jersey Devils front and center. You've got to love that sentiment that the human element can come first beyond just worrying about the hockey side. What say you, Chapman? Well, it, it, I'm a little torn, obviously, because... <laughs> 
I mean, Tra be. Travis Zajac played a th over a thousand games for the New Jersey Devils. He he was the longest tenured member of the team. He's a guy who was there. He, I think he was drafted the year after they won their last cup. So I mean, he's a guy who's been there a long time within the organization. And then and then Kyle Palmieri, he's a guy who grew up on Long Island. So I I, I don't know if he grew up an Islanders fan. I I'm gonna guess there's a good chance he did. I don't know for sure, but. Then you, you you look at the fan aspect of it, and it's like, yeah, you know what? Tom Fitzgerald, you were drafted by the Islanders, too. So I think he played a little bit for that organization. So maybe there's a little bit of biasness on, and you know, everyone has biases, right? So from the human aspect, yeah, you know what? If the Islanders win the Stanley Cup, I will be very happy for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Ajak, two guys who, who've they've suffered a long time with the, with the with the team that's been really bad for a long time. So from that aspect of it, you know what? I'd like to see them, them have that chance to raise the cup. I'd like to see their names get get chiseled on it because it certainly wasn't going to happen with the Devils. But from the fan standpoint, obviously, you want to pick a little bit higher than last in the first round. But I believe it would be 31st because the Coyotes have to forfeit their draft pick. So I guess if they pick 31st, it's better than 32nd, right? I mean, it would still be last. But that being said, it, it is what it is. Those are the words of Tom Fitzgerald. Anyway, we will be back with our number two. That was the good news of the day, brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profits. The Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.